Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Ms. Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Seth Silvers. And here's a bit about Seth. He is the CEO of Story On. He helps businesses grow with podcasting, content, and storytelling so that small business storytellers, authentic marketing, and the overall podcast community. And today, Seth and I are going to be focused on using storytelling via podcast and how you can leverage your podcast as a way to brand yourself and your business, as well as share some other gems. So without further ado, please welcome Seth Silvers to Gems Podcast. Thanks so much, Genesis. It's really glad. I'm really glad to be here. My pleasure. And thank you so much for coming here and sharing your expertise with the community, Seth. So what made you start your business story on and what can people get out of working with you and your team? Yeah, great question. I started my business seven years ago. And even though right now, all of what we're doing is podcasting, that's not how it started. I actually started story on um, really out of a frustration of what marketing is uh, and out of a passion of what marketing could become. I felt like there was a there was these pieces of marketing that I felt really aligned to and some brands that they were marketing with stories and kind of doing cause marketing. And they were really passionate about how their brand was portrayed and how their brand was making an impact. And they were telling those stories. And I found myself attracted to those brands. But when I looked out and saw, you know, things like the Super Bowl and all of these things, it was like, most brands aren't doing that. Like they're not telling stories about their impact. They're um, they might be telling stories, but if it's something like the Super Bowl, they're probably just telling some cute story about a puppy and then throwing a bottle of beer in at the end um, so that our emotions get all riled up. And then, you know, in that emotional state, we see their product. And so I just felt like so much of the marketing was really manipulative and kind of slimy. And it was just about prices and, you know, widgets and features when I wanted to know about the stories behind brands. So at the time I was the marketing director of a nonprofit organization in Colorado And I just felt like, you know, the time there couldn't be a better or worse time for me to start my own thing. I I knew that I was going to start it at some point. And so it was like, all right, well, I might as well start it now and start learning. And so I started Story On really with the vision of helping small businesses market with stories and over five years of iteration and doing a variety of projects and saying yes to way too many um, projects that were not the right fit. Uh, we ended up really transitioning to becoming a podcasting agency and realizing that helping businesses market and, you know, do that authentically through podcasting, um, that that was really the piece of the puzzle that we wanted to, to, to do a good job serving clients in that space. And so, um, yeah, I think when, when clients work with us, kind of the second part of that question, um, our hope is that they can build their brand online in a way that feels authentic in a way that doesn't feel slimy, um, but it takes time. And so that's something where, you know, we we're very long-term in our thinking and we're uh, not the right person for people to work with. If they're like, Hey, I need this return right now. It's more of like, okay, let's think about over the next couple of years of marketing. How can we build a brand around your business that people respect and is authentic and, and also that you love? Um, that that's really important to us is that 
I think people should really enjoy marketing their business. Absolutely. And the way that you're doing it, you're giving um, the people who are coming into that space the no like and trust factor, but then you're also getting them to personalize what what their brand stands for, what they offer, and how that is attracting their ideal avatar, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It really does. Um, it really does come down to that. We describe podcasts for a lot of our clients as um, it's a it's a watering hole. You know, we want to create like a weekly watering hole for your dream audience, and we also want to position that so that potentially somebody's going to listen to your podcast. Probably most people. They're never going to buy your product and it just still change their life. It should help their business. It should help them with whatever problem you're trying to solve. It really is a place where you are showing that you're knowledgeable. You're showing that you can communicate well. You're showing that you can help people. You're showing that you have results. And in that, like you said, you're building that know, like, and trust with kind of what I call is the fringe audience. There's a lot of people that know who you are, but they haven't bought from you yet. And so I think a podcast is a great place to nurture that fringe audience down, down the road so that when they are ready to buy, their brain is probably going to remind them like, Hey, remember you've been, you've been listening, you've been listening to gyms every week for the last year. And so you're probably going to pick up the phone and call gyms. So then within the podcasting space, a lot of people think that podcasting is easy until they get into it and they fail to realize that there's a lot um, that goes on behind the scenes to really make the podcast what it is so whenever you are first working with a client and you're telling them about podcasting and they may not have no idea what it is what are some of the the checklists that you go through with that client or what are some of the things that you like to make sure you interject of what podcasting is so you could bust those myths up front yeah that's a i like the language that you're using of busting those myths um some of this has been trial and error, and we've figured this out over time. Um, one big one, and I kind of alluded to this, is having a long-term mentality um, as far as your return on content. And so I've often told people, like, if you're looking, if you need an extra 10 grand in cash or 10 grand in sales in the next 30 days, a podcast is not the right option. Like, what you need to do is you need to pick up your phone, you need to call everybody you know, and you just need to sell, sell something. Um, like that's, that's the quickest way to make cash, just call people and start selling something. But if over time, if two years from now, if you fast forward a year from now, two years from now, and you envision your business and you have a loyal audience online that looks forward to engaging with you, that's active, that looks at you as a thought leader in the industry that comes to you to answer their questions, then a podcast is a really good option for you. It builds over time but it really is about building this brand. Um, and so that's the main thing is that perspective shift of helping people realize like, can a podcast help you fill all of your social media channels with content? Absolutely. There are short-term benefits of a podcast, but as far as getting a return, getting, you know, clients, turning that into a profitable, like cash flow positive thing, we really, we try and switch people's perspective to where they're looking at it as more of a long-term marketing asset that's going to build momentum week after week after week. And um, the clients that have that perspective are the ones that we've been able to align with the most and that we've been able to see the best results for. Mm, I like that because what I heard in that, as you were explaining that is consistency is going to be a factor. Persistency, uh, remaining authentic and true to yourself because people can tell when you're being authentic. And I think that 
um, curates very well with the audience and the people that are supporting you on a consistent basis. And then also um, your subject matter expertise and maybe partnering with other people who share the same expertise because then it gives some variation in what you're bringing forward in the podcasting space. Would you say that's in alignment with what you just said, Seth? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Consistency is, is certainly an important piece. And I think another thing that we've seen is um, the game is different than it was three years ago. And so that's something where like the podcasting industry has grown a lot. And so do we think there's still opportunity for everybody? Absolutely. But it's in a more niche down way. We want people to think about what would, what would it look like if a hundred or a thousand people listen to your podcast? Um, That can be hugely profitable if it's the right people. And I think because of social media, a lot of people often think that podcasting or online media, like we need to be reaching millions of people. And it's like, well, sure, that would be great. But um, we try and encourage people to really think about like, what does it look like to have a more, like a smaller, more niche and more focused audience for your podcast? I like, I like that because a lot of people are saying niche down, niche down. And then other people are saying, just go with what feels right. But from your ex your expertise, you've obviously been doing it for a while. Can you talk about how important metrics are and should you allow your metrics to drive you in the podcasting space? Yeah, that's a really good question. And um, I think one, metrics are super important. Um, We've ran into some situations where uh, the audience that someone has had is not necessarily the audience they want. So if you're wanting to, you know, I'll use one client example, um, they really wanted to be reaching, um, CEOs. Like that's the, uh, that's the business, that's the, um, kind of audience they wanted to be reaching like high level executives and the, uh, but when we looked at their metrics and we looked at their community, it was mostly, uh, actually it was mostly women in their twenties and thirties. Um, I'm sure some of them were CEOs and some of them were executives, but it was mostly, women um, in their 20s and 30s that were looking for really inspirational content. And so there was this conversation of, okay, here's the audience you have. Um, The audience you have is a result of the content that you've produced. Um, They've, you know, for some reason, they've been attracted to it instead of other other people. Um, And so I think that data is important to look at. And then you have a moment where you have to realize, okay, do I want a different audience? Because if I do, I probably need to change something. I need to change the positioning, the branding, the content, um, maybe all, maybe some of those things. Um, Or, okay, we're in a good rhythm. We like working with the audience we have. Let's keep, you know, talking with them and figuring out what content they want. I think that every piece of data is indicative of something. And so another one of our shows, like if a show is, if a show is plateauing, it's plateauing for a reason. Like that means nobody's sharing your show. Um, and so there's so many factors that could go into that. You know, that could mean that maybe they're not making it past the first 90 seconds. So maybe we need to redo your intro. Maybe the conversations aren't good enough. Um, the point is, I think every, every piece of data, I always ask why, okay, why isn't it growing? What does that mean? And so we're not looking into the data every single day for our clients. We are looking into it on a weekly basis, but I do think that data is really, really important because it does, there's a reason why something isn't growing. And I think we can find that reason if we're willing to just ask why and then keep asking why. So for anyone listening and they're like, okay, Seth, that sounds all fine and great. 
but where do I go to get that credible data? Because like, for example, I use a www.listennotes.com, but there's Chartable, there's um, Apple Podcasts. There's so much data out there that sometimes people could get confused and feel overwhelmed with the amount of data. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, if you're a podcaster, then I will just say the the amount of data that is accessible to podcasters versus YouTube creators is so there it's, there's such a difference. Like YouTube has such good analytics. Podcast platforms have terrible analytics comparatively. So, um, but if you are a podcaster, I think two of the best places to get, uh, analytics from is inside of your Spotify creator account and inside of your Apple podcast creator account in there, you're going to get, you know, retention, which again, if somebody's not making it through your show, there's a reason they're probably, it's probably one of two reasons. They're either the right audience and the show's too long or they're the wrong audience and the show is really good. Um, so I think that is, that's something that that's like one example of, you just got to ask why. And then whoever your podcast host is, whether it's, you know, Lipson or Buzzsprout or Anchor, like they're going to be showing you, you know, demographics and they're going to be showing you downloads and um, and it's important to be tracking those because you're at least going to know what episodes are going to resonate the most with your audience. And then you can start to piece them together and see, okay, over the last year, our five best episodes were all about mindset. That's probably a topic that we should create more content on because obviously our audience likes it. Thank you for sharing that. And that's very, very good to go back and see what your hosting platform is offering. And then also, um, I tell people sometimes if your host platform is not offering something, always send an email to see, hey, this is something that I would like to see. Is this something you're going to offer in the near future? Or is there an add-on where I could gather this information? And then also finding a mentor in the podcasting space. I think that's very good. Someone who is seasoned in the space, I could give you um, tips and tricks to help you level up where you are. And then another thing I like I like to do, um, I've only been in the podcasting space for my own show since November of 2020, but I've done it previously for CEOs and guest appearances is definitely the cross promotion and the collaboration also helps you expand your reach as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, we've started we've started attending several different podcasting conferences and industry events, um, over the last year. And I think the collaboration and talking with other podcasters is really important. Um, there's podcast masterminds out there. Um, there's some, one of our clients is actually getting ready to launch podcast mastermind for smaller shows. Um, what I've seen is that the, for a show to get over, get to that like 10,000, listens per month, which the majority of shows are not there. Um, but for a show to get there, it's very collaborative. Um, it's very hard to do it on your own. You either need a lot of money or you need to, you know, have partnerships and collaborations and be doing swaps and getting on other shows and different things like this. So you're totally right. Genesis that just the importance of collaboration for shows and as a networking tool, you know, podcasting is such a good way to build relationships, um, within your industry. And that's one of the biggest benefits of a podcast. Uh, there could be people that if you've asked for lunch, you know, you've asked to take them to lunch 10 times and they've said no, and they don't have time and they don't give you the time of day. But if you have a podcast and you want them to be a guest on your podcast, they'll be like, yeah, sure. I'll give you an hour of my time. It's just a really good opportunity to build relationships. 
Absolutely. And when you're building those relationships, y'all, make sure that it's mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have the whiffle method, but how are you adding value to that individual and how are they adding value back to you? And then as we wind down, Seth, I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment and then go ahead and plug your website and where you primarily hang out on social media. Yeah. Great. Thank you for that opportunity. Um, most of the places on social media, you can just find me at Seth Silvers. Um, I would just encourage you go, go check out our show. It's called the small business storytellers. Um, if you're just interested in hearing stories from a lot of small businesses that are doing amazing work that you've never heard of, um, that's a really good place to find some of those stories. Um, and if you want to talk with us further about any of this or have any questions or want to, um, see how podcasts could work well for your business, then just head to successwithstories.com. Um, and that's where you can get in touch with our team. Um, we have a lot of exciting things coming up. We're getting ready to launch a couple of new shows this year that we're really excited about. And, but this, this has been a really wonderful show. Genesis, I thank you so much for the time. My pleasure, Seth. And thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of Jump's podcast. You just heard Seth Silvers, and we talked about incorporating storytelling throughout your podcast. You can find us on 40 plus platforms and make sure you subscribe and share this segment to help somebody else within this area. And for those of you interested in seeing the video content, head on over to YouTube and type in at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And you'll find all videos there. And lastly, but not least, for any of those interested in becoming a brand sponsor, yes, space is limited. You can find out more information by going to genesisamariskemp.net. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.